welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's good, webheads? Along with AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and welcome to Sports Carnage. Uh, sorry for the gap in a week. We had a show for you last week, and then someone, <clears throat> Paul Roshan, didn't realize he didn't have enough room on his computer to actually record the whole damn thing, and we didn't find that out till the end of wasting three plus hours together. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I'm when you download today. something on the incognito tab, it stays on your computer. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, I no, would no. like to be very clear. No, there's nothing to be clear about. Just because about. You there was not a production does not make it a waste of time. It was still very enjoyable. Uh, it was not. not was I mean, it is kind of a waste of a time. <laughs> I, lost, I lost three hours. Yeah, from three hours that I will TK never get franchise. back. You know oh. what? I could have streamed. I missed out on Tiger King episodes because of you, and I had to watch. Oh, them there's later. gonna be more. Don't worry. <laughs> and Trump's gonna party. There is what one this week. I'm angry right now because. Today, Paul. we're recording later in the week, it is Thursday, April 9th, and today yeah. was supposed to be the opening oh, to the hold Masters. On, hold on, since we're throwing oh, people under the bus, do we want to tell the people why we're recording two days late? Yeah, no, yeah no, nobody has a concept of time anymore, so they don't need <coughs> Nobody, apparently, So today was supposed to be... I believe the podcast host fell asleep Tuesday. I had a wicked headache, what do you want from me? Um... Yeah, but today was supposed to be the Masters. We were again. supposed to have another another great sporting event that, again, has been ruined by this damn pandemic. No, not uh, ruined. The good news is delayed. that if you turn on ESPN right this second, delayed. you get to watch <laughs> You're overstating the final the case round a bit. of Tiger's first Masters championship in 1997. Which is fun for golf fans. That is fun. But uh, yes, AJ, delayed. Yeah, we're yes, going to get to see it in November, November, which is going to be like, that's going to at least give us something to enjoy during November instead of a disappointing Michigan that football is... season or a wasted Lions football <laughs> season. So at least we'll have something to watch for one weekend in November. And we are assuming at this point, because we still don't know for sure if anything's going to be back to normal at that point in life, and or if we are all still uh, doing this together at home. But Ryan, back to that leads me to what you were wanted to talk about. Uh, you saw another tweet today regarding another scheduled postponement date and the hope behind it. Yeah, so it's Adam Schefter, who is the biggest uh, NFL insider, but it seems like he's got his toes dipped in every which way. I think he was tweeting about the NBA the other day, MLB a couple days ago, so he's uh, he's really trying to branch out. But he tweeted out today that, um, speaking of the college football season, that there is a quote-unquote strong conviction that the um, – that the that there will be a college football season this year. He says there's uncertainty, uncertainty excuse me, about when multiple scenarios are being debated. Uh, but the whoever he's talked to uh, sounds certain that there will still be college football this year is the bottom line of it. And that got me thinking because, of course, I have an opinion <coughs> about it because opinions are like buttholes. But we get – this isn't the first notification of its kind. Uh, you know, we had one the other day where could the NFL possibly start on Thanksgiving? Could the NBA resume at this time X, Y, and Z? So do you like these updates and like these little breadcrumbs of hope of, hey, maybe here's a light at the end of your sportsless tunnel? 
Or do you fall into the camp that I fall into where it's like, shut up. I don't want to know anything until you have this concrete set date of when the NBA comes back up. Is college football going to start on time? Like, that's what I want to know. I don't want to know the the steps leading up to it or the process. I just want to know what the final verdict is. But, I mean, I know he's got a ton of retweets and favorites on it. So, well, there are people out there who do like, um, you know, getting those getting those uh, little breadcrumbs of hope that they can get. Matt, I apologize in advance for this. I really do. I, I want everybody to shut the fuck up. I'm so... God dang over all of the bullshit prognostication. Like, nobody has any f- idea in the world what's going to happen two weeks from now, let alone four god dang months from now. Nobody has even an inkling, whether it's the projections, the models, the politicians, the bullshit. What is clear is, A, people are already over this. B, a shit ton of people are getting sick and dying. And C, people want sports back. The leagues want sports back and the fans want sports back. Everything else is completely up in the air. Some people are like, oh, there's not going to be anything till there's a vaccine. Other people are like, oh, as soon as there's a more viable treatment, uh, it's going to resume. Other people are like, you know what, in two months, it doesn't matter what's going on. Shit's going to resume because it has to. Nobody has any idea. And I'm so sick of hearing about all oh, I don't need this politician and this sports anchor and this athlete's opinion every single day on what might or might not happen. I, I'm, I'm over. I'm it. with I'm you done there. With I just I just want it. the final news that it's it's coming. Yeah, tell us when. Or the even if it's is not made. coming, just tell me when. Which uh, is like, I don't super care about far anything out, else. man. I mean, people are like three trying to cancel events three months out. You don't know what's gonna happen in three months. Like, yeah, make your contingency plans. If you have a a concrete thing lined up, like, if this happens, we're going to do this, you can let us know that. But as far as projecting, like, oh, we expect to have a season or we don't have a season or they're going to do Stop, dude. Stop. I mean, without going on a tirade for no apparent reason, I agree with everything you guys have said. I, I think it's unnecessary to just keep saying, oh, there's going to be football. We just don't know when. It's like, okay, well... And let us know when there's going to be football, because we don't like. At this point, right, and it's it's and pointless. If you don't have the answer, yeah, like I don't need it today. Yeah, like especially for something that like wouldn't even be in season right now, anyways. If this was baseball, where they or hockey, or you know, if 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 the NHL or the NBA was saying, you know, what, we're finishing our seasons, regardless of when that is, they're going to be finished. You know, there's logistics and everything that needs... Like, that might be a little bit different, but I still don't care. Like, I just want to know... I just want I just want the update, like, hey, guess who's playing tonight? First game back since quarantine. Like, that's all I care about. Right, right. Uh, adjust your calendar. Yeah, like... Here's you know, well, so... Honestly, something, something you just said right there is... It's not going to happen, but it really bothers me that it's not. It's really how they should handle it. Like you said, like... It would be nice if they said, you know, we're going to finish our season. We just don't know when. I don't care if we pick up things two years from now. These seasons should be finished. The NBA is a perfect example. The NBA's regular season was all but over. We were about to ramp up into the playoffs, and we'd be in the playoffs right now, I think, right? So I don't even know. Uh, No, the playoffs would be about a week away. A week away from the playoffs. So we'd be real close to the playoffs (laughs) starting. And for all intents and purposes, uh, seeds weren't going to change a whole lot other than the Pistons' lottery chances were going to absolutely improve. Now and Zion was going to hop over but John Morant and if, get the Pelicans into the I, I don't care if sports doesn't resume a year from now. you got to play out this playoff. Like, 
if you have to do it before the if you have to shorten the next season and say we're going to take two months and have our playoffs from the previous year with the teams as they were do that i don't care what could it you, takes do could that you, do not skip just, an entire postseason what if you just said hey we're going to do like an nba march madness type thing for three weeks at the beginning of next season the top eight teams from each conference are going to be bracketed well, you don't even have to do it like that. I mean, I mean the playoffs don't. You can shorten the playoffs to a. a you could, or you could amount. just. I mean, each series complete. Get the finality no on the season. No series has to take more than a I'm, week. I mean, I don't. I don't even know that you have to finish the season. You could just chalk it up to the oh, game. Oh no, at this no, point. no, no! You don't finish the season. You, you just. No, I mean, like even crown a champion. You're like, you know what happened? In, everyone knows what no, happened in 2019. No, you gotta, 20. It cha- it changes so many things. Think about a guy. Think about LeBron. How many shots at a title does LeBron have left? This might this as might many be his as best long as he year. keeps playing. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this is the best one he has. Yeah, but exactly. He's still in so LA. this is huge. I I mean, it's it's for so many people in, the, in this league. Look at this. Yeah, but do you like, think that that chance State is decimated if they wait a year, two years to have this? Yes, playoff? I think it makes a huge it makes difference. a huge oh, difference I think it makes for a LeBron. So why not yeah. just move on? That's exactly why you don't. But, that, but that's I, I, but, I'm a, LeBron's not the same player will, two years from now. I want to let Matt talk. I don't know that this really affects LeBron's legacy too much because if he gets that fourth title, I don't know how many people that switches over into he's now oh, better than Jordan. titles with three different teams, not, titles every not, single where No, not over at six me? over four because you're going to knock him for being for three different me? teams. Not you, but people no, will. Hell but I still no. want to get that's, Matt's thoughts on this before we venture off into something Three completely different teams different. that he manufactured by himself. Get his ass. <laughs> he had nobody in L. There was nobody in LA when he went there. Yeah, so he could manufacture the team this <laughs> so year. So then he brought he somebody. My point. <laughs> and that is not true. There were plenty of young players that were up and coming in LA. That's right. Like finally, this was not LA in 2016-17. The crap that Kobe had to deal with. Look, you had a bunch did. of young Matt's players not even answer that were the question now. going to be better. Anyway, I know, I'm, I'm as far as, as, far as Ryan's original question. Uh, I am Hawkeye as Ronin in Endgame, slashing up a whole bunch of Japanese fools uh, before <laughs> before uh, Black Widow finds them. And I'm don't give me hope. Just give me facts. I don't need. Ho- I understand the idea behind it that you know, people they think the people need hope. They need to see that there's an end of this tunnel. But we don't know the end of the tunnel. We have no idea. You have states in this country that have not even been anywhere near their peak dealing with this pandemic yet. It is still running rampant right now in New York. They have the most deaths today than they've had any other day. It's still killing people at a tragic level. And we have no idea what it's going to be. Despite our president again and again saying, oh, it's going to be better by this date. We're going to be back by this date. You don't set the timeline. Oh, he, stopped, he stopped doing that. Oh, no, he did it again today. He did it again today. No, you didn't pay attention. He was like, he literally was like, he's uh, just trying to get reelected. We're going to have to move this back a bit. I'm not sure if uh, we can put a concrete. uh, His second time up. His first time up, he says something different. And then he talks to his advisors again. And his advisors say, dude, you're an idiot. Stop talking before you talk to us. Because everything that comes out of your mouth is absolutely wrong. This very well could cost him the election. Well, we're going to find out. So we'll know in uh, His entire presidency should cost him the election. We'll know in seven months. I don't need hope. I need facts. And we don't have facts yet. I understand it's their job to say stuff again and again and again. Just 
focus on the transactions going on. Focus on NFL free agency. Do a better job than our Detroit Lions are doing when it comes to NFL free agency. And just focus on that and let us know who's going to where because that is all you know right now. You have no idea when the NBA season is going to finish, if it's going to finish, the NHL season, if it's going to finish, baseball, if it's going to start, college football, if it's going to start, NFL, if it's going to start. We have no idea yet. It sucks. I'm so I'm so sad about the NBA. Like this is not basketball on. And I hate watching I, old games. Do you guys watch any of the old? Well, I know AJ I did love a, watching a watch party the, of it. It's so the, it, the, it's just like the stupid Don was posting every single day about fake tournaments and projections and shit. Like I, I don't care. I, I don't. Need if you don't know who wins, why wouldn't you want to watch it? My fake sports because it's not <laughs> that's real. true you can watch one where you don't know who wins actually games like a from the past if you put on a game, five, so i mean if they you happen. put on a game in 1993 a regular season game between the phoenix suns who are running with charles barkley <laughs> and kevin johnson and dan marley up against the new york knicks and patrick ewing and john starks and all them and you have no idea who's going to win this game but guess what there's a gang of hall of famers in front of you right now guys you probably didn't get to watch even because you don't like watching old games and y'all weren't alive for that in the first place, why wouldn't you watch that? It's basketball. It's a game you love, Ryan. Well, that's exactly why I wouldn't with watch players it. You don't, no, players highlights. that you've heard of and you don't know who wins. <laughs> I don't watch old games. Uh, AJ, same thing for you for a baseball game between two great teams I, that you forgot who won games this game. I pull on YouTube all the time and fall asleep watching So, them. Matt, you, you won't understand this based on your comments just now, but because it's not a choice, because I am forced to watch these because the real thing is not happening right now is what ruins it for me. So many times I've gone back and watched old games, especially Barry. I've seen so many Barry Sanders games because I wanted to, because I wanted to see something that I didn't get well, to then see Then you figure live. you'd be more accustomed to the Lions losing so much if you went back and watched a bunch of Barry's <laughs> old games. We won a lot with Barry. Stop it. We won a lot more than we do now. Second best running back Don't do time. that. Don't do that. You shut your mouth right now. You stop it. He's not the he's not the all time rushing leader. I, oh, don't oh do not tell me you actually <laughs> think so Emmett much. Smith's better. Oh I no. thought you were gonna go with Jim Brown or Sweetness for number one. Do First not tell all, me you think Bo Emmett Jackson Smith's better. Is the only other acceptable answer for a guy that played fifteen no, games true. in the NFL. But there's yes. nobody that has been no. there's nobody in football that is more exciting with a football in their hands than Barry no, Sanders. No, okay, I will more exciting, not day. best running back of all time. No, I don't say no, best, but there is nobody. Back, but we're not more doing exciting. this. This is not the podcast. Sure no, I don't oh, want to be forced so to watch to old stupid games. Although MSU fans could have rejoiced today, BTN was playing a clock gate game actually. Why they well, should what, the be Michigan rejoicing? AJ, AJ doesn't even know what that no, is. But I, I almost watched the Big Ten title win over Ohio State. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's when they oh. uh, ran or stopped the clock Spartan too, Bob. Yeah, yeah. too soon. Yeah, when, when Michigan couldn't stop them from scoring. Yeah, I mean, all Michigan has to do is line up and stop when, them. When, when, when Michigan hey, play the game. Play the game. fell way behind and tried to catch up and couldn't. <laughs> Did? Wasn't that TJ Duckett? Quite. Was that the guy that caught the yes, Damn sir. right. Yeah. See, Paul, don't. Jeff Smoker. TJ Duckett. Don't come at me like that. Listen, if it's not baseball, I just assume you don't Well, know. that's where you went wrong. You played football. You should probably just assume <laughs> that I know everything and work from that <laughs> backwards. Well, AJ, do you know Paul, what come on, man. Baseball has an offseason. AJ has plenty of time to watch football in the offseason. Like, you guys forget, like, AJ football is, was my AJ game of choice in, in college. That's what I went to college to play. So, 
I, for, I, and I end up I with a golden glove in baseball. Wait, man, hang on. So you're so you're a gold glove winner and a pro bowler? Well, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. Some people have it. He, some people call me Deion Sanders. <laughs> you you guys forget. Some people that have it, and some the rest of us talk about it. Tim Tebow modeled his career after. <laughs> Basically, he is younger than I am. <clears throat> yeah, he saw me go to that you know Division two NAI school and was like, "That's the guy I want to be like." Have one tryout in high school with a baseball team. That's who I want to be like. I'll just go and win the Heisman and then get drafted into pro ball. But you're right. You're I, right. I bet Tebow does know more uh, more murder convicts than you do, though. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. That was Maybe. a nice short and sweet topic, actually. We breezed yeah, through Yeah, I mean, AJ, have bad. you ever crossed paths with Chris Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Not knowingly. Hmm. Is there um, is there any sports story that you think has flown under the radar, uh, or that just piqued your interest personally? I mean, today's the day the Astrodome held its first baseball game. Woo-woo. Boston Celtics what? won their first NBA title on this date. All right, so Ryan, I, thought, Ryan I, did, I didn't know you meant in history. I thought I thought there was a game <laughs> played at the Astrodome today. It's like, hold on. No, 1965. That's, that's super Houston under the radar. Houston holds its first best baseball. Ryan's like, I feel like I would have seen that on Twitter. Yeah. I know. No, oh, so shocked. the NFL draft is coming up, and next week we're going to do a big draft show, and it's going to be fun because at least the NFL is still mostly chugging along in this, even though the god dang – uh, general managers are crying because they can't figure out how a tablet works. But the Steelers GM, it was their GM, right? Wanted extra picks. Pretty sure it was their GM. I mean, had a great I idea. Maybe, I don't know. GM owner. Somebody. He basically wanted to add, what, three rounds to the NFL draft? His, his three, it probably would have been three rounds, but yeah, three, three picks so to every team. Basically, his thing was, you know, we don't have our – we can't conduct our normal process. Um, there's no pro days happening. Uh, we did a little bit at the combine, but that's pretty much it. The interviews, the pro days, the visits to team facilities, none of that's happening. So he's basically like, you know, we can't go through our normal evaluation process. He wants more picks. He wants to be able to bring in more picks. He wants to, he wants three more picks for each team, which basically, so you extend the draft three rounds and keep it going. And I love this idea. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm on um, board with it. There's no reason not to, especially right now with everything that's going on. Like, who wouldn't want three more picks? And all it does, I mean, you have a ton of unrestricted free agents that get signed after the draft if they go unsigned. You're just going to get rid of 90 of those players, 96 of those players. 96 extra are going to be taken. You got a lot of them are going to be camp bodies, and some of them would be nice surprises. I mean, the NFL draft used to be a lot longer. I don't remember how I don't remember how many rounds. Oh my god, ridiculous number answer. of rounds. Um, but like, the NFL like draft, baseball level of rounds. Yeah, no, it was the NFL draft used to have a, a crazy amount of rounds and granted there were less teams and it was a different everything back then. But we go to camp with like 90 players on rosters. Um they're going to sign these players anyway. They're going to sign them as undrafted free. There's no downside to this. There's literally I I can't see a downside to this it's more to talk about it's more interest it's something a little different and it would help the teams a little bit i i really do not see a downside to this and in a day and age when millions of americans are out of work you're giving three more players per team a job i mean i like it i think is wholly unnecessary but just on the bottom line of it you give 
three extra dudes for 32 teams. So 96 guys get the ability to say, hey, we got drafted into the NFL, which is, you know, always cool to me. The only downside of it is today you see, like, can this six-round center crack the roster even if they never have a chance in hell? It's just, like, one certain group of people like those, and that's just going to be extend, extended to the ninth round and tenth round. But that all—I mean, that's always. Yeah, but I mean, couldn't you make a provision? Yeah, just be more people to talk about. They're but guaranteed, like maybe expand the rosters for a year. You guarantee a roster spot that could be practice squad, active squad, like whatever. But they could put some kind of provision in there just to give teams, because I mean, teams are at a disadvantage with not being able to meet uh, prospects without. You know the ability know, to watch see game them. Film. Well, yeah, but game film will tell you a certain story, but seeing somebody in person so, yeah, tells football. you more of the story. So one thing that I think the NFL would believe and be correct about is it's still a level playing field. All teams have the same disadvantages. They're all in this together. It's not like one team gets to do more than another team. Do you think they could do it? Not even like three, but do you think the NFL would seriously consider adding like one extra round? I mean, if one, why not three? I mean, yeah, where do you stop? I, I don't, I don't Instead know if one. it's something they'd the, seriously entertain or not. I, I really don't know. I, I feel like, honestly, I think the thing that would be working against this the most is the timeline. Um, it's not a lot of time before the draft to make – in on the surface, you say, well, it's not that big of a change. I mean, you freaking add three rounds and you got your snake draft order. Not a snake draft order, similar, but your Q order of reverse standings and you draft like that. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But it, we know that things don't work out that simple in getting them approved and ratified and whatever the hell they do in the NFL when they make adjustments like that don't move very quickly. Nothing, nothing bureaucratic moves quickly. In the NFL, like everything else, is very bureaucratic. I think that's the biggest thing working against them if they would entertain it. But, I mean, again, where's the downside? How does this hurt anybody? Yeah, I, I don't it see It doesn't. Any... It's just that, you know. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Goodell's inner circle didn't come up with the idea, so I don't know how open they are <laughs> to actually implementing it. Right, and there's probably they a like lot the of that. For the most part. There's probably a lot of that going on, you know, but I, I just, again, I'm with you. I don't know how... You can't like this idea. Hey, here's one for you. Baseball Reference is running a simulation of the baseball season, and currently our prize prospect from the J.D. Martinez trade, Dawell Lugo, is hitting a solid zero for the 2020 season in their simulation. How many at bats? Two, because he's not starting, but still. Okay, all right. Well, that's okay, but that's... He's a bust. Candelario at 277. See, now I know this is unrealistic. Why is that unrealistic? Candelario is better than Lugo is. Let's get something for him. Candelario, if they would have played the season, would have had a much better year this year. You think you would have hit 270? Yeah. He's a 280 guy. You know I'm very bearish on Candy. I don't know why. You mean boorish? Bearish. I don't think bearish is a word. Bearish is a word. In Paul's mind, it is. It goes, there, it goes no, right next to inclining. There's, there's bullish and bearish. Bullish is like your hype about No, you're thinking you're... of the stock market. I, yes, oh, it is a right. stock market term. Yes. But that you're, doesn't... You're 100% but it right. It only works in the stock market in that context. Otherwise, See, you're talking about him being bearish. But I'm not buying no, 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 Paul. 
And you're likening him, according to the dictionary, to a bear typically in being rough, surly, or clumsy. So that's what you mean for candy? Have you seen him swing a baseball bat? Yeah, he's got a really nice swing. I wish he had really nice <laughs> eyes to connect with. Uh, like a it's, blind man having a nice swing. I mean, it is very unrealistic because they do have Victor Reyes hitting uh, 314 in 51 at-bats. <laughs> 51 is a very small sample size, at least. Yeah, okay, but you're not going to get many more at-bats this early in the season. He's played every game they've simulated. He's got 51 at-bats, and he's got street. two home runs. CJ Crone's leading the team with we, five we home brought runs. Someone, we brought a couple of trash bands from the Astros organization. Who? Trash cans. Justin Verlander. Oh, oh. I thought you were referencing players <laughs> as trash no, no. cans. Literal trash cans. Special ones, though. No, they I want to... You know, something that... I See, I've, I, I've never heard AJ speak about this man, but I have an inkling of where That's he not might a word. lean. I hey, said why, that for right, your, you, said it, you said it like that like four times today. I Wait, said yeah. it like that literally because Matt just said it. I yeah, I said it jokingly because you said it earlier. Really What's your inkling? I, well, I just feel like I know which That's way you lean word. on this player. And I feel like you'd agree with Dylan on this one. Um, but we're going to – this one's a basketball thing. And there's a player I don't think I've ever heard your opinion on, a polarizing player. But Back I feel like I know which way you lean. And I feel like when it is basketball? Dylan-like. Uh, ben Wa- like not, not Ben Wallace, but Ben Wallace recently made some comments – and for whatever reason, I guess because I'm a Detroit fan and my job is to be tortured, even when the games aren't going on, uh, it's been a big topic of conversation lately because Melo himself came out and basically was like, yeah, I would have won a bunch of rings if the Pistons had drafted me. And it's something that we have talked about before. I know me and Ryan have for sure. I know Dylan absolutely hates Carmelo Anthony and would not share this opinion, but Ben Wallace came out and said no, basically. We said we might not have won shit, and uh, Melo would have tanked the team, which is pretty aggressive. It is aggressive. Wholly uncalled for. Uh, and I don't – I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Ryan right. can correct me on the exact tone, but essentially is what he said. And uh, so that's where I, I want to discuss, and Ryan had brought up the topic – if the Pistons had drafted Melo, and obviously it, it would have had some sort of butterfly effect, things, it wouldn't have just been adding Melo to the roster and voila. But if we had drafted Melo instead of Darko, do you think we win that ring in 04? Do you think we win more rings? Or do you think, for whatever reason, it ruins the whole everything we had going on and we end up ringless? Um... I think it definitely changes the dynamics of the team. I my opinion of Carmelo Anthony is that he is a very good basketball player, um, a very good scoring basketball player. Not not too sure about his defense, and and I, when I say not too sure, it's not that I'm questioning his defense. I just never really paid attention to him to know if now you can question his if defense. he was a good defensive <laughs> player or not. My We're guess is that the jury, Matt. My Don't guess worry, is, you can you can question that defense. Yeah, my my guess is that he was not a very good defensive player, and that being the case, I think that would have drastically affected the way that we built our championship team because of people like Ben Wallace. Um, so, you know, the the beauty of that 2004 championship team was the fact that like 
there were really good players, but there weren't diva superstars. And to me, Carmelo Anthony, in a lot of ways, was a diva. Very good basketball player, and I'm not trying to undercut his basketball skill or ability, but a diva nonetheless, and that doesn't really fly. Um, so I don't know. I, I Can I make a guess and say we wouldn't have won that ring? I Having a guy like Carmelo Anthony on your team makes your team better. But is it a championship-level team? That's really hard to say. So, I, you know, I joked about it when, when Ryan first posted stuff about it and said, nah, not happening. And I actually started thinking about it a little bit deeper on things. Um, and if you go to our, our first championship with the bad boys, there were some things that were done to help that team get better. And one of them was Mark Aguirre and Dennis Rodman switching roles, where Rodman was the first guy off the bench and Aguirre was the starter. And Aguirre actually had the wherewithal to say, this team is better with me coming off the bench and starting Rodman out the gate. And I was thinking about because, you know, we already had Tayshon for a year before the draft. So you have a one-year Tayshon who has the position that Carmelo would take if we draft Carmelo. And, you know, in my mind at that point in time, I wanted Dwayne Wade regardless. I just wanted Wade on the team. You know, I figured it out with Rip, but I wanted Dwayne Wade. Um, And, but with that team, you know, Chauncey plays defense. Tayshon obviously plays defense. Rasheed Wallace plays defense. Ben Wallace plays defense. Rip played play defense, defense as best. Shut your fucking mouth. He, he, hang on, hang on. Will you let me fucking no, finish, asshole? No, I know asshole? what you're trying to say. You're going to diminish my man. No, I'm not I'm diminishing loving. Rip because he tried his ass off to play defense. And that is what matters. And that is what I'm wondering with Carmelo is this is a team that tried to play defense. And a lot of them were really good at it. And the ones that weren't still worked their ass off to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I wonder with Carmelo is if he would buy into that. Because the same team, our teams are very similar, our championship teams. The bad boy years and the go to work years. You had to buy in to the culture, and the culture was defense first. Mm-hmm. Now, having a 25 point per game player is obviously beneficial, especially in the era where we're holding teams to 80, 70, sometimes 60 freaking points. And so if you've got a 20, 25-point-per-game guy on the team, that is going to help. But it's figuring out a way to make him work in that and team. That, Do I think he automatically question. takes Tayshon's spot? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Does him and Tayshon split the game in half? Maybe. You figure out something that works with lineups to get make sure that Tayshon's getting his minutes and Carmelo's getting his minutes as well. That, to me, would be the best way to make it work. And, yes, in that scenario, in my mind, we go back-to-back for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I think that you would have someone like Carmelo. I don't know. I, he's kind of. Did he start Ryan? He started in Denver, right? Yeah. And he, and he stayed out there for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. He was in Denver yeah. for like eight years. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't a matter of him like really like. I want out of this because we're not because he played on some pretty good Nuggets teams, right? Like they had. Uh, yeah, they made the, the kid they from made the Cincinnati. Um, they made the Western he, when, Finals when after Chauncey, Chauncey got there. He played with Chauncey after Chauncey and, got right, there. They and got who, to the, who they was got on the, the Western Finals. Pistons, Matt? Who was the leader? Chauncey. They got the best out of Carmelo. Right. Chauncey. <laughs> look, I, I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, does our lineup look a lot better if you were to have Chauncey Tayshon? Carmelo, Ben Wallace, and Rasheed Wallace in it? Yeah, it probably does. I mean, 
Rip was a good player, but he seems to be the odd man out in that six. Well, no, the problem is, though, is that Rip's a shooting guard and Carmelo's a small uh, okay, forward, so it's Tayshaun versus Carmelo yeah, I, that becomes I, I the guard. I understand that, but they weren't there's going no re- you don't so all, like, down, you don't have to play a two at a two. You could play oh, two threes. That's what I mean. That's what I was saying about well, the lineups and mixing on. it up. In 2004, you usually played a two at a two. It, was not, and, it wasn't quite the positionless game that we have today, but... Ryan, correct me if I'm Rip wrong. Rip was so important would, to the would offense. Carmelo, would substituting Carmelo for Rip Hamilton really take away your team's ability to shoot the ball? Because was no. Carmelo not a pretty it, it, good it shooter? It. No, he's so a better shooter I, than Rip is. So that's what I'm um, saying. So I mean, he's a better Carmelo, shooter than Tayshaun, too. So there you go, right? So, like, you, you have that that's the thing. He's a much better shooter than Tayshaun. He's a little better shooter than Rip. So there I, he's, he was, he's like, a better shooter than everybody except Chauncey on that team. Hold on. I would – I would rip shot a about pretty much the exact same as Carmelo. About. Yeah, Carmelo. Not, I, would, I wouldn't take Rip times out. tougher shots. That's fair, but I don't want to Who was? sit here. Carmelo. In, I, I Rip? Don't, Hell no. I don't, Hell no. Are you stupid? Rip ran eight miles a game to get his open shots. To get open shots. I am not going to allow. Ran that defense ragged, exhausted them. I am not going to allow the Rip Hamilton blasphemy. It's not blasphemy. It's just opinion. Like, like he is in that six. He is the odd man out. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? No, it's probably Tayshaun. But I I do. I actually agree. But only offensively. So here's the thing. I actually agree that if you're subbing out one for one, I I actually agree with AJ. I think Tayshaun would have played, and I think if Carmelo was taking a starting spot, it would have been from Rip. But, and this is super important, there's a couple things actually. One, we have to remember that Carmelo burst onto the scene right away. He dropped 21 points a game his rookie year started all 82 games for Denver. All of them. At 19 years old. This is how good this guy was. At 19 years old, he started 82 games for Denver and ripped off 21 points a game. That's pretty goddamn fantastic for a 19-year-old rookie in the NBA. That is more than LeBron did his rookie year. At, I believe, the same age. Maybe LeBron might have been 18. Doesn't matter. So he was LeBron graduated high school while... Carmelo went to his first year at Syracuse. He so, was. Let's be fair here. He was one year younger. And what did he do at Syracuse? Won he won a title. He stole a natty from Kansas. He won a title. Damn right. He won a free, which is what pisses me off when people are like, oh, Melo's not a winner. He's not a team player. Like, he literally carried a goddamn college team yeah, through that March Madness. Syracuse the hardest team thing was in the That Syracuse really team had some team. talent along Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. He wasn't their only player. I've everything to diminish Mello. Like, no, he was are, their no, best player. I'm not player, diminishing Mello. But he didn't he, It's have not to like he was Kemba Wallace them. dragging a UConn right. squad. I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> I have a question. Was Syracuse favored to win that year? No. Over Kansas? No, not in the, not in the title game. They weren't favored to any was, was, in the season. Was Kemba Syracuse a top four seed in the tournament? The, and they some were big not, dude whose name I forget, but he was fucking sweet. They were not favored at any point to win a title. And Mello got them there for not being a team player. But anyway, the big thing is, it really doesn't matter. It, it, so Larry Brown, I, I don't think he would have started Mello right off the gate, personally. I don't. I think Mello would have eventually gotten the starting gig, which is all that matters, really, because what matters is what you're doing by the time playoffs roll around. But it, it doesn't matter to me if he's starting, if he's coming off the bench. One of him, or Rip, or Tayshon would have been relegated to six-man. And all that does is make your backups all that much better. 
It's not like this is a, oh my God, what are we doing? This guy's not the starting unit now. Your team is just deeper and better. And the the one thing, the one thing that, and you can't say this would have or would not have happened, but if you were going to die on the hill, that the Pistons would not have been better off. The only legitimate reason that I will allow is if you, for whatever reason, firmly believe that they would not have traded for Rashid if they had drafted him. But I think that's, that's nonsense. I think that's nonsense because they traded for Rashid, who plays a completely different position, a completely different style of game, let's be clear, than Melo does. They traded for him to put them over the top to go win a title. And having Melo does not change that thinking. And having Melo does not fill Sheed's position. So... I don't understand. They're still going to make the trade. Like, I don't see any way in the world they don't go make that trade. So, really, you pretty much are swapping Melo for Darko. And in that case, this team is that much better. This team is a guy that at 19 years old can put up 21 points a game in the NBA better. Now, would he have scored that much for Pistons? No, he wouldn't have. But do you think his defense would have been a little better? If he came into a workhorse team that was all about playing defense with a ton of veteran leadership, with a great leader at point guard like Chauncey Billups, you think maybe his buy-in would have been a little better? His will to play and be selfless with the ball to go out and win another championship coming off one at Syracuse? You think maybe his development as a player would have been a little better? Because I absolutely do. And he's a Hall of Fame player as is. So I, I think, no, he might not have been an elite defender at any point. But it's not like Melo is some unathletic lump. I mean, the dude in 19 was a monster. And you you hook him up with a team that... And we played team defense. See, what's a great thing about the Pistons is they were greater than the sum of their parts, okay? It, it wasn't just these individual stars making individual great plays. They played as a team. And you take an elite basketball player mm -hmm. that Melo was and you put him in that position with that team and that leadership to just buy in. All he's got to do is buy in. And I've seen nothing from him in, in his career that makes me think that he wouldn't have bought in to that team. It's not like Melo doesn't want to win. I, I, Melo takes – Melo to me well, is definitely the most undeserved hated player in NBA history, but probably at this point the most underrated player in NBA history. People just rip on him all day because – he didn't win in the NBA. He I, didn't win a title. And and I want to be very clear. Like, I I, you guys are very clear that I think he's a very good basketball player, right? Oh no, you. So you actually did not bash on him. I thought you okay. were going to bash on him, no. but you didn't. No, I look and and to be honest with you, like, I think the dude got screwed in New York, like big time. Uh, <laughs> Going to a James Dolan franchise was not ideal. No, not for him. Like, getting him no help, they're expecting him to carry the team on his back, and it's not going to – I mean, it's he never going his way to work there that when way. he didn't really have to. But yeah. – And they got well, him Amari okay. Stoudemire. I, so the, you, you tell me, Ryan. Yeah, but did they I get him Amari Stoudemire in his prime or towards the end of his career? No, he's, he's in his Definitely prime. towards – Hey, his prime that lasted a year. It was and after half. he had the microsurgery on his, his knee, though. His prime that lasted I mean, a year. I mean, Amari was there, so I, I think, before Melo and averaged like 30 points a game. I absolutely. So that, I don't know. I absolutely, barring injury, believe they would have three peated. And then got four, five, and six. I think they would have won. He, I, 
He. That's what I'm saying. Like, would I have taken him on the, that Pistons team? Yes, 100%. I don't know how that would have worked or changed the dynamics, and it's really hard to, like, speculate whether a championship would occur. But he makes that offense at least better. And your point I mean, I, about team defense is well taken and true. And I, I would speculate like this. In 04, we did win it, and we would have been better with him than we were with Darko. So, to me, you can't say we don't win it then. In 05, we should have won it without him. We would for sure have been over the top there. And then 06 was the Wade and – that was Wade's championship, right, when he beat yeah, uh, Dirk? Yeah, Wade and Shaq. Wade, Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, Gary Payton. Shaq Jason was – I mean, Shaq was still Shaq, but he wasn't – no, no, Shaq was still No, really Shaq good. was still Shaq. Yeah, he was still really Shaq good. Shaq was still Shaq. Wade but was just ridiculous in the rules. They robbed that title from the Magic. I mean, Wade literally <laughs> the, shot the, the 50 Ma- fucking Mavericks. free throws a game. The Mavericks. Yeah, sorry, the Mavericks. Jesus. Um, From Dirk and... Jesus Christ, I said the Magic? Yeah. Yes. No, the, the other, only argument the against other it is team, team chemistry. plays at the Palace... Um, how much are you messing with team chemistry by putting Carmelo in there? And how much is it messing with Rip's mind? How much is it messing with Tayshon's mind? You can't just compare Carmelo to Darko because Darko didn't play. And everyone knew Darko wasn't going to play. With Carmelo, it's the question of, should he be playing? Should he be playing well, for I mean, Rip? Should he be playing for Tayshon? But he, I, don't th- I don't think he No, I know that. But what I'm saying is, is, what does it do with the team chemistry? Because that team chemistry of that starting five was off the charts. So this is, again, where the buy-in comes in and where I think you're not throwing a disgruntled vet into the locker room. You're throwing just a really talented 19-year-old kid into a veteran locker room that's ready to win now. He's going to defer to them. He's not jumping in as 27-year-old trying to come in and run the show. He's a 19-year-old kid fresh out of college that just has elite talent that's going to, I think, step in and follow their lead. And at that point, why would that disrupt chemistry? You're just adding Maybe. another very good player. Or he might have been like Kobe was and busting Eddie Jones's ass in practice all day saying, I should be started. Well, I hope he would have busted their ass in practice, but I don't think it would have affected chemistry. You already saw what him and Chauncey were able to do. So it's to me, it's clear that they would. Yeah, have that was more. after he was humbled by eight years of not doing dick in Denver. I mean, if anything, he grew no, into no, an actual Chauncey superstar in Denver. Yeah, but he so, played like, he'd be, well. He'd be like, way more egotistic. Hold on, Chauncey didn't Chauncey go there? Didn't Chauncey go there in 07? A, a team that was already a title. No, player. Chauncey did not go there in 07. Uh, Odin, 08, Chauncey 09. was on the team that lost to the Celtics in six games in the Eastern Conference Before Finals. Before he came to the Pistons, wasn't it? Hold on. Oh, yeah. No, Chauncey was a nugget before he was right. in. Stop, stop, uh, stop. If yeah. he lost in the Eastern Conference in 08, that's the 07 season. What? 07, 08 season. You play a month in 07 and four months in 08, five months in 08, and you call it the 07 season. I said, didn't Chauncey go there in 07? No, he did not go there in 07. He was with the Pistons when they lost in 08 to the Celtics in six games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. What are you oh, not getting here? he was with the Pistons when they lost. Okay, so, so that's, 08, that was my question. Season. All right, that, that was my question. All right, so it was a well, season you said the after. wrong year. Right, it was one season off. Sorry. But Chauncey yes, played AI with... Chauncey trade was the first nail in the coffin after them saying, okay, we've tried. It's not working anymore. Yeah, we got to get rid of someone. And Chauncey oh, played in Denver after. with Carmelo before he came to the Pistons, right, or no? No, 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 no. no. Carmelo yeah. was drafted in 2003. Chauncey was already a Piston. Right. Yeah, well, Chauncey, Chauncey did or did play for Denver, but But no, not with Carmelo. for Denver for two right. years. But that was, yeah, before Camo. Okay. And then it, it's it's crazy. Like, you look at – so in the year before, 
or the first year with Chauncey, Melo averaged 22 points a game. The second year with Chauncey, 28. Yeah, they played good again. And even when he went to uh, New York, I think, is when the Knicks won 50 games with Chauncey in New York. Yeah. The first time they were relevant forever. Because that's so what Mr. Big Shot does. It's clear they could have played together. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I, I mean, that, that's not the life. question. It's not it's not those two. Again, it's not those two because they're not competing Mm-mm. for a job. But their it's chemistry is and obviously there. So, and how so they, how well they played versus, is there. Being a starter versus being a sixth man is not really competing for a job. You know what I mean? Like and especially especially in basketball, so it's not like it's not like football where you're the starting quarterback and the backup doesn't play. Like you might both be getting twenty five minutes a game. You know what I mean? And that's not enough for superstars. He was nineteen. Superstar yet? You know, he, I understand he did that. I'm not talking I'm not about sure how, him. I'm talking about mentality. The mentality of what? Them winning a shit ton of games. That's what you got to realize too. Is winning cares all. Pistons were were gonna win how many games? They were winning sixty some games a season, dude. And then I think the the other thing is Carmelo knew he was gonna be the future regardless. So even if for two or three years you have Rip and Tayshon, and you're kind of fighting them for minutes. You know by the time you know your second contract comes around that it's your team. It's honestly it makes me sick to think about that. So imagine you're the Pistons, you three peat, and coming off of your three peat, things are changing. Ben and Sheed and Billups, like things are starting to fade away, you're kinda of changing out parts. But you're coming off a of three peat, you have one of the youngest superstars in the NBA. You're just gonna rebuild on the fly. Like, not only are you three peating, it's obnoxious that you keep saying that they that they were going to three peat. Like, well, I don't think it, so. It's if obnoxious, you're being reasonable, though. if you're being reasonable, you cannot argue that they wouldn't have won two in a row in '04 and '05 because they pretty much did without Melo. So, if you're there's being arguments we made for six, seven, and eight because if, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals in each of those years. Exactly, I get it. And, I, I get and it. That's six, not, it's just... like I said, six was the year of six was. It should have been Dirk's year. Dirk and the Mavs should have won the title, which the Pistons would have wiped the goddamn floor with them. I promise you. And it literally took the league stealing that title from them to get Wade his first and just I mean, uh, what was soft. in egregious officiating performance throughout the entire series, the Pistons would have been much better than both of those teams. Like, I don't really think And LeBron doesn't score 25 I, straight points in the not following right. year in the Eastern Conference that's, Finals. Well, I, so hold on. I'm not talking works. about four-peating. And, and, so, and that's the thing. So the, the reason I cap it at three, other than besides yeah, you're starting to get absurd. That just been not, not only are you starting to get absurd with four, but this core was not staying together forever. It would have been better forever. than a four-game sweep that we witnessed, this, though, This right? core was not staying together forever. It, Bill Upson, Ben Wallace, and Rashid. But they did. They stayed together for, through all the way through 08. Not Ben Wallace. Not all of them. And I yeah, think Chauncey left in November after, of 08. When, I think when did Big Ben leave? Big Ben left before then. He wasn't there when did LeBron Big ben, messed us. Was so. Big Ben not there in 08? I think no, because he, he was definitely not there in 07 because LeBron scored 25 yeah. straight points on not Big Ben. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. I think he, he left there in 07. That's what I'm saying. That core wasn't. Did he leave after six? And, and maybe they he would left. have. Yeah, you're right. But I don't. I don't think the they Bulls. would have stayed together. I don't think they would have stayed together. And if they would have, great. But if not, you're still coming off a three P. Never an All Star defensive player again. You're coming off a three P with at the time what would have Good. been considered the premier superstar in the NBA. He you have a young Carmelo coming off a three P, 
Yeah, he came back to Detroit. Detroit's rebranding, rebuilding on the fly at that point. You're you're the premier. You're well, literally the premier team in the NBA. Yeah, I, I don't you know have, that I trust Dumars biggest... as much as you to rebuild instead of just ride everything till the wheels fall off. But so what is there to rebuild? Players want to come to you. Players want to play for your team. I, maybe I mean, they wanted to play. I mean, I don't understand. The, they wanted to. Why wouldn't they have wanted to play for our team anyway in 06, 07? Yeah. We were still the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. We were there every year. There is year. such a massive difference between winning one and then getting close to winning three and having the face of the NBA, which at that point, um, Melo coming off a three-peat and putting I up see the points. Point he's still wouldn't Mello, have been a face over LeBron. Melo at 21 years Still old. would not have been the face over LeBron. I don't know. I don't know. He would not LeBron have been the face over LeBron. Then. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He still wouldn't LeBron have been the face over LeBron. Yeah, I think, every year. I think Are you Paul's high? got a point here. LeBron I think Paul's would have been losing to Melo every point. single year. I don't think that... He would have absolutely been the face of the NBA at that point. Yeah. Coming off a three-peat? That would have been that first three years in the league. You win the title every year, scoring. 20- For the record, oh seven, oh eight. Kobe Bryant is still the face of the NBA. Get it right, get it tight. <laughs> he wouldn't have been. I'm telling you, I you're not you if come, not if Melo beat him in his first year, and then Kobe didn't show up the next two you, years. You for win a, a title at Syracuse, and then your first three NBA seasons. Kobe are wasn't titles. there anyway. <laughs> your first That's three NBA seasons are titles. Like Carmelo would have absolutely still was the been face. the face of the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I, I have to in, side with Paul on this one. The Pistons would have been the premier at the time franchise in the NBA. I mean, it changed, and that's why this stuff makes me sick to my stomach. I honestly hate talking about this because it's disgust. It's the same thing that it, it just. It, it's like talking about the 2014 Lions. Like it's disgusting to me how stupid. Like one in not just like everyone makes a mistake. Like you can go back and say, "Oh, we should have drafted Tom Brady," but it's the obvious move. It's it's you pass up on the obvious thing. And it doesn't just bone you for a minute. It historically I don't know if Mello was the obvious pick there, though. Over Darko? No, 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 no. Over Wade. Stop. Yeah, but he is if... No. Because you stop. have Chauncey. Why do where you did need Darko? to draft? John- where Wade's, did, where did Wade's not a point guard. Go? Where did Mello go? Wade's a shooting guard. Where did Mello go? You guys get so Mello went positions. Where did Mello? Mello, Mello went third? Yes. And I boxed so one there's no- I think Wade, Wade fifth. Yep. And we drafted yeah. Darko at you two, You have five right? Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah we drafted Darko. Those are the years that we had, like, pick. a compensation pick. The draft was insane. We had, like, a compensation pick, right? That's how we had such a high draft pick? Because we weren't yeah. supposed to be – because we finished pretty well the year before, right? Yeah, we lost in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. It was, like, yeah. set up – yeah, it was, like, set up perfect for us because we were, like, oh, we came close. It was but literally we have the set second up overall for, to give pick. us a dynasty. We were in <clears> place was. to – But, again – that was the coming out of Tayshon the year before. That's what changed everything. We're losing to the Magic in the first round. McGrady is killing us. They put the rookie, number 22, Tayshon Prince, on McGrady, and the entire series turned. Come back, and the Pistons rode it but, to the Eastern again, Conference Finals. You know, so this is why I'm saying I don't know if Melo is the obvious pick over but Wade for us. But, okay, so if you're going to say and lock these guys into positions and say that Dwayne Wade is just a shooting guard, like how many times did Dwayne Wade control the floor, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, everything went through him. But, yeah, his point guard is Mario Chalmers. But that's Shit, don't you dare disrespect Mario Chalmers. That's what I'm Gary saying, Payton. though. Like, like you can say that, yeah, he was a shooting guard. No, that one guard, year. But he Gary was Payton. not a shooting guard. Like, he was the point guy. It's the same thing with, like, I mean, everybody like. I got there, which is when they had Mario Chalmers. I, I, hold on a second. So, like, get I would like to be very clear. Like, 
Melo could have played the two or the three. Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what the I'm Pistons saying. Pistons got the number two pick from Memphis. Okay, my bad. Their point guard was Damon freaking Jones or maybe Keon Dooling. <laughs> Dwayne Wade was controlling the ball. There's a reason. There's, if you want Tayshon to start, he can still start with Melo. And I already said I don't think Melo starts the season starting. But if he ends up starting, it doesn't have to come at the expense of Tayshon. Yeah, it, it probably comes at the expense of Tayshon. Why, why wouldn't it come at Rip? Because, yeah, that's what I'm Because saying. Rip's dropping 21 points a game for you. So did Melo that time, as a rookie. Playing, uh, I know, six, but you're not taking out a 21-point-per-game score six, eight. versus the other guy. that What, what is Rip averaging? I mean, Rip, uh, Tayshawn averaging offensively, 11 so points a game? You talk, so this is why you do it. Everything that you talked about in how you describe that team is why you do it. Mel, Rip was the weak link on defense. You were replacing him. Yes, with someone but he was is, literally your leading scorer. You are replacing him with a better athlete that's 6'8". And that a better scorer. even better on offense. That's why you do how it. Many, how it's many 6'8", 2 guards were there? And, and like big, too. Play. I'm telling you, head coaches are pulling out the guy that's scoring 10 points a game, not the guy dropping 21 a game. Not if your philosophy is built on team and defense and he's yeah. one of your premier defenders. Dwayne Wade's first point unless, guard was, Unless uh, they're no making reason. him the sixth man off the bench to lock down. That's why I like Carmelo. Isn't that uh, As the, sixth. Uh, the professor or no, whatever? Skip, from skip to my loo. Skip to my loo, yep. Skip to my loo, yeah. baby. Skip to my loo, the professor. No, I like Melo coming off the bench. I like him being the sixth man for the first couple years in Detroit. I, I, I see. Then I'm fine see, with look, it. I ain't I like upset Mello. at that either. I like Melo starting for Rip because now you have everything that Rip brings coming off the bench, leading your reserve unit. So I don't want a 19-year-old leading my reserve unit. Now, Melo probably like, comes ev- off the bench, but then my, my guess is they trade Tayshon in a hot minute, after, even after like the second title in 05. I think they probably yeah. tangled, I think they probably. probably but why? Why wouldn't you run it back? But why, 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 why are not? you making trades at that point? Think about so the here's the thing. Hold on. That's fine. That's fine. If you are making trades at that point, you're getting better, not getting worse. Right. So that that makes it even that, that's what I'm saying. Like this is we literally missed out on a dynasty. We mi- well, let's say we missed out on a huge opportunity. For a dynasty, I, no, an opportunity. We don't know what would have become of it. I, I don't. There's so many I, ripple effects that would take place that it's very hard. There is a 100 percent chance in my mind that we win two in a row. Right, in and there your is mind, a, and we know how much of a dangerous place that is to live. I'm so we're not. There's go the important there. question. Does is, Larry Brown stop flirting with other teams and just stay in Detroit for about five years? It doesn't matter if he stays in Detroit. We went to the finals without him. We did coaching not. is not coaching in the NBA is the most. No, he, he was there in 2005. Universe. We didn't go to the finals. LeBron shown that. Nothing in the NBA. Yeah, is we didn't go to the finals without Larry Brown. More overrated. We went than to the Eastern. Sorry, we went to the Eastern Conference Finals. My bad. Yeah, with Flip Saunders. My bad. That that there's only one finals. I'm sorry. Rick Carlisle, Flip Saunders. After the team was in disarray, we still went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Larry Brown. Listen, I, I like Larry Brown when he was here, but we win a title with most coaches like. Uh, it doesn't matter. Disagree. We don't win that we, title we in 04 without Eric Larry Spolstra Brown. We did not need to win a title. No, we needed Rasheed Wallace. Stop. Not this That's again. Right. Get him. That's fine. Co-player coach. I don't care. I love, like, I love that thing you posted, Ryan, about right. the 04 team. That, that, Bring there's in. no better way to build that front office. And Sheed on the bench is a perfect place for him. Imagine all the press conferences that you would get. 
So for the people that don't know what we're talking Sheet about, on the block still, plays for I, I think it's a flawless idea. So Tom Gore's holler at I'd be a consultant. But you'd have Chauncey as a GM, who go. he's already interviewed for a couple GM jobs. Tayshon as assistant GM, which I think he's already the assistant GM of Memphis. You'd have uh, Rip as your, your scout, because I feel like Rip's the kind of guy that can uh, he can identify the players that have like that dog in them that you hear so much about. And those players that you want and need on your team to win a championship. You'd have Ben Wallace as your strength and conditioning coach, obviously. And then you'd have Sheet on the bench to hype your guys up and to give you the best press conferences ever, work the officials, scream ball don't lie at opposing players. You know how many technical oh fouls gosh. they I just, get? I just want to see this. I don't care if the <laughs> other guys take the job. I just want to see Rasheed Wallace on the end of our bench. Well, what? Like, he was he, an assistant coach one year. And then yeah, I think when I they brought in that. Stan Van, they, <laughs> they, they although if if we're being very honest, like Dwayne Casey is getting a horrible, the horrible end of the stick with this team right now. It was on goddamn fault. I like him. Fault. I like <laughs> him. It's a terrible team. He doesn't want to lose. But they're gonna get him a lottery pick. Let's go, Lamelo, baby. Oh my God! If Lamelo falls fell to so, us, I would be so happy. Speaking of no, uh, no, 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 Lamelo Ball. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. God. He's lightning, dude. He's I know he's good. I know he's good, but uh, uh, I don't this know. Is this is a shitty – talk about peak Pistons. We finally tank, and it's in the shittiest draft in forever. Like, this is not a good draft class. I don't think it's a bad, bad draft. If you're Do like you a want top the three circus pick. that comes now, with LaMelo Ball? If you're, if you're Ball. like eight or nine, then yeah. I mean, there's it's, no circus. No, like, you I, don't hear shit about LaVar anymore. You don't know. He's been gone for years. And Lamelo out Lamelo no, he, out here. He owning recently teams. came back he's for a minute. Beautiful businessman. He got he got Corona and died. No, Lavar. No, what are you talking about? He was on he was on one of the shows like a week and a half ago. Well, a week and a half ago, but he, I, yeah, it was I like a month or two ago. He was somewhere. I legitimately have not seen him in a headline in two years. Nah, he I'm was, he was he talking about uh, he was talking about because Zion all the headlines are overseas with his sons, one. and he realized that his other son actually isn't that good. Hey, Leangelo got whoa, a. What did he get? A, a deal contract? Which son are we talking? We ain't talking. You ain't. You ain't talking about Lonzo. I know no, you ain't talking about, about Lonzo. The first one. Yeah, the first one. The one Lonzo that played with the, the Lakers. One. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the one that played with the Lakers and is currently playing really well with New Orleans or was. Yeah, but he's not taking over the NBA like his dad was. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not. Well, well yeah, his, his dad was a hype man. a blowhard. He's a hype man. I don't care. I don't Give want the circus. Give this man some credit. He's not a no. He is a hype man. What kind of credit? For what? For doing what? What credit do I he, give him? He got his kid <laughs> drafted two sons number two. Guaranteed to be in the NBA, and then a third son who's in the D League or G League. What does that have to do with him? Man, Man, that poor Leandro. He had to be the middle child and the worst player. <laughs> and and there's no love. Steer right? them <laughs> towards basketball, and Lamelo's out here buying teams. And I bet he doesn't do that if Levar's not dead. Well, I mean, you know. How much steering do you really need when you're six foot six? Like, okay, you're either playing basketball or volleyball. He you ain't playing volleyball. Six six in the beginning. Get it right. Who's six he seven? Wasn't, uh, he wasn't always. No, I was talking about Lonzo. No. He wasn't always. He well, he wasn't. Sh- you think he, he was short at a certain point in his life? Yeah, no, he still was playing young. He wasn't bigger than all the kids he played with when he was young. I didn't say he was bigger than them, but I'm saying he wasn't short. I mean, he was balling before he got big. It's not like it was Muggsy Bogues being talked into playing basketball. Like you five three, like you might need to be talked into it a little bit. I mean, his dad <laughs> made him play basketball. Muggsy might Muggsy might have been five three at eight years old and thought he was going to be seven feet tall. That'd be the meanest thing ever. It happens. You five three at eat eight years old and you it don't go ha- an inch dude, after no, that. God's a cruel motherfucker. <laughs> so. That does not happen. 
No exaggeration. You find me a scientific study of someone who was five <laughs> foot One three person. at eight years old and didn't grow a single inch after that. <laughs> no exaggeration. In like, I, I, I don't. I, I might be a little wrong. When did you hit your peak? I was eight. Age. This is third I might grade. be a little wrong on the exact age, but I want to say around second grade, we had this chick in our class that was four foot eleven, and she was she towered over everybody. Like was way fucking taller than all the other kids. Right? She did not grow. She finished high school at four eleven. It happens. Like it is a. Did you do gymnastics? No, I swear to God. She's. I want a name. I want a Facebook page. (laughs) Four eleven. I want a. I want a Facebook page. Give me a name. I'll I'll follow up on this. I'm gonna randomly just hit her up out of nowhere. You remember remember Paul Roshan? How tall were you? He came to school wearing the General Lee shirt. Stop. (laughs) He had a man bun even then. I. They don't know what the General Lee is in Panama. My parents wouldn't know shit about. They don't teach U.S. history there? Guatemala. No one even understands that, but that's all right. Uh, oh, I understood it. Let's, let's play a game. Can we play some games? Who in the blue hell are you? <laughs> okay. All right. So new game, Who the Hell Are You?, where I have a player in mind, always a bigger name player because this would be way too mean if it was someone that very few people have ever heard of. There's only a three and I give clues the about the be. player. And name three teammates of theirs throughout their career. And you have 60 seconds to come up with the answer. I thought it was so, three minutes. It is definitely not three minutes. It is definitely not three minutes. 30 definitely might be not three out. minutes. You got 60 seconds. So for Ryan, the, cl- the players are basketball players. For Paul, they are football players. And for AJ, they are baseball players. So Ryan, this three time All Star and NBA champion has played with Jimmy Butler, Smush Parker, and Michael Jordan. I'm glad this is Ryan's question. Yeah. Three-time All-Star, NBA champ, Jimmy Butler, Smush Parker, and Michael Jordan. Yeah, 40 seconds left. Oh, he was an all-star. Uh, who the fuck was on those Wizards teams? Is it Rip Hamilton? 20 seconds left. Who? Rip Hamilton? Yes, sir. Hey, Ding, ding. Well done. Played with Jimmy Butler. Who is Starting that? in the 2011-2012. Uh, really? Michael Jordan on the 2001-2002 Wizards. And Smush Parker was actually a part of the 0405 Pistons. Jesus. These poor That's the one that threw me off because I was thinking Lakers. I know. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three time All Star because I was thinking Kwame Brown at first. I was like, did he weasel his way onto one of those Bulls teams? Yeah, just a three time All Star <laughs> right. that Hall of Fame Carmelo Anthony could never replace in the starting lineup. <laughs> All right, Paul. This Heisman winner turned Super Bowl champion has played with Joe Horn, Brandon Marshall, and Calvin Johnson. You said Heisman Trophy and won a title. Yep. Oh, I All know right, who so I don't know who I don't know who Joe Horn is. Uh, so Joe. Going. Oh, that that sucks. Yeah, See, so really? You can't really give him a team because it's. Wow, I feel really like I feel bad that he doesn't know who Joe you, you Horn is. You remember the guy that I figured you knew who Joe Horn was. Took the pen out and autographed the ball after he scored a touchdown. Nope, that no, that was Terrell. <laughs> that was Terrell you said, Owens. You no, said Joe Calvin Horn. Johnson. Oh, Joe Horn did the cell phone. 
Yes, he did. Joe Horn did the cell phone. Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson Brandon Marshall. Oh, Brandon Marshall. And Joe Horn. And you got 25 seconds left. Oh, I know when he played with Brandon Marshall. That's crazy. That's a pull. 15 seconds left. Reggie Bush. Yep. Yes, sir. Good. <clears throat> play with well um, B. Marsh in Miami. In Miami. Yep. 2011 with Miami. Joe Horn is when he started in New Orleans, and obviously Calvin I would, Johnson. I would in like the jury to know that I did that with two players. Joe Horn played for the Saints, by the way. I had no yeah. idea who that was. I genuinely did not know who that was. You never seen the video of him pulling out the cell phone at the at the uh, base of the field goal no. post? I don't think so. Really? He's so. pretty, pretty good too. Damn. Yeah, and he was a damn good wide receiver for a while too. All right, AJ. This Cy Young winner and World Series champion has played with Troy Percival, Dontrell Willis, and Jared Saltalamacchia. Cy Young winner. Yep. World Series champ. Troy Percival, Dontrell Willis, and Jared Saltalamacchia. You got 40 seconds left. 25 seconds left. The Cy Young winner? Yep. And World Series champion. I think you should only tell us when it's 10 seconds. 15 seconds left. I'm going to give a guess, but I don't think it's right. JV. Yes, sir. That's correct. That is correct. Troy Percival was on the 06 Tigers, Dontrell Willis, the 08 Tigers, and Salta Lamakia in JV's last year, 2016. Hey, I hate to tell you this, but he was not on the 06 Tigers. Percival Troy Percival? was on the 05 Tigers. He's on the 05-06 Tigers. He was on he was on the same team in Verlander. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at it right now. I looked it up. I was looking at it too. That's why that's why it was like I don't think it's gonna be right because it says the 05 Detroit Tigers. Oh, he looked it up. He's a cheater. Detroit Tigers, 2000. Uh, okay, well, no, I, I don't think he was on the 06 team, man. I looked it up on Baseball Reference. Oh, who, who, are, who are we questioning? What, what is the name? Troy, Troy Percival, Percival in 2006. He's not on. He's not on Baseball Reference. Yeah, I'm looking at the 2006 Tigers. He was. Troy Percival is not on this list. Yeah. It's all, it has him in 05. He didn't play in 06. Correct. He took, all right, then he, he was on with the team of the 05 Tigers. He took a leap no, but, in 06. Yeah, but Verlander didn't make his debut till 06. He lost two games in 05. Okay, well, then, oh, that's the oh, 05. Then they, then they technically played together. They played together. Loophole. Matt's right. You're right. Okay. My bad. I just, yeah, I was just making sure. Question him again. That's why I was questioning. Question him right. again. I will question him again. Anytime I think there's an inconsistency. But you're right, man. No, you absolutely should. Because, you know, I try to do this correctly. I ain't trying to fuck with it. Well, that's what screwed me up was because I knew Verlander's first year was 06. His rookie year, which in baseball rookie, is yeah. not the same. He came up and made two spot starts in 05. To a tune of a seven one five ER. They were rough spot starts. They were not great. Yeah, they weren't great. Only eleven innings in two games. Anyways, continue. Justin Verlander was on that Ben Simmons rookie contract. <laughs> All right, Ryan. <clears throat> JV won rookie of the year, didn't he? This multi MVP winner played with Jason Kidd, 
Sam Cassell, and Robert Ory. Yes, Paul, JV won Rookie of the Year. Steve Nash? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Yes, and get this. It's all on the same team. The 96-97 Phoenix Suns had Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, Sam Cassell, and Robert Ory. There's a... Uh... Wow. Nicely done. That was fast as hell, but too. One, one thing about Troy Percival, it says he only played 26 games with the Tigers. Are we sure those were any of the games Justin Verlander was in? He was on the roster. They just got to be on the roster. They don't have to be in the yeah, same team. Yeah, it's not teammates. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because he, he's, he's not on the, he's not on the end of the season Verlander roster. Got his... Yeah, he only had 26. Oh. Y'all are really trying to ruin it. I'm just saying. No, not trying to ruin it. Just. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> like, right, I didn't Paul. know that Verlander made two starts in 05 to just kind of give that guess. <laughs> Paul, this four-time Pro Bowler has played with Warwick Dunn, Deshaun Jackson, and Percy Harvin. I wore a Warwick Dunn jersey to that poker night we had. (laughs) (laughs) I love that little dude coming out of Florida State. Same. Forty seconds. Four-time Pro Bowler. Work done. Deshaun Jackson and Percy Harvin. Shady. Deshaun McCoy. Nope. Hey. Michael Vick. Mm. 05, Atlanta. Work done. 2010, Philly coming back from jail. Deshaun Jackson and the 2014 New York Jets. Oh, my God. Percy Harvin. I was wondering when he played with Percy. I thought Percy just snuck his way you're going to look to see if Shady McCoy played with Warwick Dunn? Because <laughs> I don't think Shady McCoy played with Warwick Dunn. No. I think Warwick Dunn was out of the league before Shady McCoy was born. This is where I get fucked by my young age. Like, I know who... Oh, stop. You know who I... Warwick Dunn is? No. Jeez. What? How far does your football knowledge go back? You can't say your young age because Ryan knows who he is and you're all the That's same age. Yeah. So I probably just played Madden before. <laughs> or dumb, man. I used to use him in uh, yeah, Madden. I had less. Madden 99, man, on that blimp view. Well, so, so my first screen. Madden game was 05 or 03. It was. He definitely would have been cover, in 03. Um, for the Rams. For the Rams. Who the fuck was Marshall on the cover? Um, Steven Jackson. <laughs> Some, uh, Falk. Marshall Falk. <laughs> yeah. Definitely was not Steven Jackson no, in 03. Falk was, Falk was on the cover. Um, I don't remember if it was 03 or 05. It was, it was 03. Game. 05 was um, right. Ray Lewis? Yep. Was that 05? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was for sure his stick. That would make sense with Ray Lewis being Yeah, no, he's right. He's right, actually. No, Ryan is 100% right. That was for sure. It was a big deal. And it was like his f***ing Ray Lewis. You know, I remember that, actually. He's right 100%. Just, just to All be right, clear, Sean McCoy did play with Deshaun Jackson and Percy Harvin. But not work done. But not, but work, not done. work done. I know. I just want to – I just – that is – And is he a four-time pro bowler? I, went, I think close. around there. Yeah, like I think around there. I didn't Google it, but I I know that you know, Lashawn McCoy – like I really – Is there a more worthless designation for a uh, pro athlete than pro bowler? 
No, like I think it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're at least he is a six-time pro, pro Bowler. Like you might you might not He's be a six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. That like All-Star would get you in the NBA, but I mean, you're not a scrub if you make the Pro Bowl. Or even all-star in baseball, or... No, it's garbage. It's so yeah, garbage. It's Football garbage. Complete trash. Anyways, come on, man. Hang on, I just got to make sure that Warwick Dunn didn't play on the Eagles he didn't. with Shady I checked, McCoy. I checked. He didn't. He, he didn't. Okay. He might have coached the <laughs> Eagles was, with Shady McCoy. Sure. So, I, I think he retired the year before Shady was a rookie. All right, AJ. This World Series MVP has played with AJ Pruszynski, Johan Santana, and Johnny Damon. World Series MVP. Yep. Pierzynski. Yep. Johan Santana. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Damon. Yes, sir. I have an idea, seconds. but I'm gonna I'm gonna think through this for a second. Johnny Damon is. You about to say I'm gonna look Johnny it up first? No. Player I half recognize. What? Not Johan? Oh my God, he's such a staple in like. Wait. MLB. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. No, Johan. No, I know Johan Santana. I'm sorry. My bad. 20 seconds. Yeah. He played for and Minnesota, Krasinski right? played for the White Sox for 100 years. Was it Chicago? I knew he was in division. He was a pitcher, right? Krasinski? 10 no, seconds. No, not uh, him. Five. Knurko. Four. Is, it, is it Big Poppy? Mm-hmm. Big hey. Poppy. I'm on fire. Krasinski and him were teammates in 98 on the Twins. Johan in 02. Johnny Damon 04 Sox. Good call. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, Santana did play for the Twins. Fuck you. At first, yeah. at first, I thought it was... Uh, oh, that's who you're talking about. I was going to go with Jeter. Yeah, no, I yeah, thought that's Santana might have no, played Brzezinski, with the Brzezinski Yankees first. No. Then. Santana, I know. But... He whooped our ass fucking every goddamn year. Brzezinski? No, Santana. And if you two would shut the fuck up while AJ's trying to guess without yeah, yelling which teams these guys are on, I would appreciate that. We're keeping dialogue. Well, well, I like shopping when he's like, I don't know. No, I, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. All right, Ryan. This MVP has played with Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and Kyle Korver. Derrick Rose? You, that's a record. <laughs> Who is that? Derrick Rose. So I got to make these harder. Derrick Rose. He was with uh, Rose and Corver on the 09 Bulls, Jimmy Butler the 14 Bulls, and Dwayne Wade the 17 Cavs. Well, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler's only played with one MVP. Yeah. Honestly, I'm blown away that you got the Steve Nash one. Well, I knew knew him and Kidd played together. And I was thinking about, and there's not that many multi-MVPs. Yeah, I should have just said MVP. (laughs) All right, Paul. This Heisman winner has played with Willis McGahee, Brandon Lloyd, and Mark Sanchez. Jesus Christ. If you say you don't know who any of those guys are, I'm going to scream. so smart to take that $1 million insurance policy the night before the national championship because then his knee got oh, blown he out. The injury, he was still so he good for a minute, insurance. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. 30 seconds, Paul. Heisman winner, McGahee, Lloyd, 
Sanchez. Ten seconds. Not Tim Tebow. Five. Hey. Yep. I, I wouldn't have gotten that. Well I done. Was so good. Wow. I was racking my brain like, who the fuck? I was even. I was even thinking. Twenty eleven Denver Willis McGahey. Twenty ten Denver Brandon Lloyd. And twenty twelve New York Jets was the backup Jeez. to Mark Sanchez. I didn't know McGahey was on those Broncos teams. So I'm like, I gotta get this to match Paul. We've already lost to Ryan tonight. I've got I've gotten every yeah, one. Ryan swept. <laughs> All right, that AJ. Count not yours. It does count. You can only do yours. It does not count. It counts for me. I'm playing it with my head. AJ, this rookie of the year, MVP, and championship series MVP has played with Kenny Lofton, Chase Utley, and Hunter Pence. Rookie of the year. Did you say MVP? Yep. And um, championship series MVP. But I ain't saying which time. <laughs> I think I know. Well, um, you got 35 seconds yeah, to think. make it your final answer. <laughs> I think I know, but I'm not sure either. Ryan Howard. Ding, ding. Uh, yeah, that was not well my guess. Good job. Kenny Lofton was teammates with him in 2005 on the Phillies. Chase Utley for many years with the Phillies. And Hunter Pence, I did not know this, was on the 2011 Philadelphia Phillies. Yep. I always think of Hunter Pence. I think I, of the Giants. I knew, I knew Pence was on the Philadelphia, obviously Utley. And I just took a guess with the Kenny Lofton being on the yep. Phillies. So I was like, eh, it's worth a shot. Well done, guys. Y'all whooped ass this week. That was pretty good. Who was the one I didn't get? Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, well. And I didn't get goddamn Mike Vick. Make me sad. Yeah, T-Ball. That was the hardest one. We should keep, like, a season total. Like, right now, Ryan's 3-0. I'm 2-1. Paul's 2-1. We can do that. I wonder how so. long it's going to take for Matt to run out of ideas. Uh, run out of names for this yeah. game? I mean, there's, there's, there's infinite no way. Players. I mean, it's, it's really get more obscure. Well, the, the problem is, yeah, here, here's the problem. The problem is running out of players that you guys know. So you know, I think I can you should go do earlier. How, I can go 90s and 80s and shit, but you guys don't know them as well. Paul didn't know Warg Dunn, who played in 2005. Well, he didn't play as many video games, like, sports video games as I did. All right, well, this week, the Detroit community, especially the sporting community, lost a legend in every sense of the word. Uh, he was literally called Mr. Tiger. Al Kaline, who I found out this week is actually was the childhood hero of my dad. I didn't know he had a sports childhood hero, actually. Um, and he told me a fun story of when he was a caddy, uh, making extra money uh, when he was, you know, a young teenager. Uh, he was walking to work, and Al Kaline actually stopped and picked him up, which uh, is pretty cool, considering that's your idol and sports hero picking you up. Uh, but this guy, I mean, 
you say about a guy that at 18 years old, the day after he graduates from high school, becomes a bonus baby. Yep. And that means making enough money that they can't send you down to the minors. Yep. So he never was sent down to the minors. Mm-mm. Played 20 plus years with one team, the Detroit Tigers, is still the home run leader for the Detroit Tigers. And he was not a home run hitter. Went two straight years without making an error in baseball, which is ridiculous as a right fielder. Uh, stepped in at first base when needed towards the end of his career as well. Uh, finally got that elusive title in 1968 because most of his time with the Tigers was during the Yankees owning the pennant year oh. in and year out for the American League side. Uh, and when that uh, dynasty uh, empire finally crumbled after the 50s, uh, he got that chance in 68. Stepped up huge. Actually, if I hear this right, AJ was hurt for part of the year and didn't think he should come back into the starting lineup in for the Detroit Tigers in the postseason. Yeah, I and, mean that's the kind of I mean that just kind of speaks to who he was. In in right? '68, he played <laughs> only 102 games, so there was an injury. Only, <laughs> um, you know, he played less than that. What what I find to be just incredible, like we were talking about money. Before the podcast, right? You know how much money Al Kaline made in his twenty-year baseball career? Three million. Oh, I mean, did it? Did, was it over a million? Barely. Barely. One point one eight four million dollars. <laughs> the highest amount of money he ever made in his baseball career was one hundred and ten thousand dollars. These were the days where your baseball players were selling cars in the off season right? to you, and you could go meet them and <laughs> get your car signed off by them. But I mean, when you look at like. Baseball Reference has this, like, what player is he most similar to by their age, right? Like, when he was 19 years old, his most similar player was Ty Cobb. 20, 21, and 22, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, 30, 31, 32, Carl uh, Yastrzemski, Dave Winfield at age 36, Carl Yastrzemski at age 37 through 39. Like, when you talk That's about... That's a good company. Yeah, I mean, just... That's a ridiculous company. Like... You talk about a guy that won over 3,000 hits, one home run away from 400, a career 297 hitter. I just, there's not, and then not only that, but like from Maryland, embraces Detroit, stays in Detroit for his entire career, and then beyond that to where he's in helping the organization, uh, doing play, but I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was a television analyst yep. um, for a while there when the team was on uh, Channel 4. But just an awesome, awesome icon. Somebody that I think throughout the halls of, of Tiger's history, um, he definitely is probably 1A and 1B with Ty Cobb as far as Tigers history goes. Um, I don't think there's anybody else you could elevate higher than those two uh, as far as the old English D is concerned. Uh, Help me out here. How was he the first Tiger to have his number retired? How was he before Cobb? Cobb played 30, 40 years before him. Yeah, Cobb didn't have a number, first of all. Technicalities, baby. Um, And then, I mean... Retiring numbers, I don't. I, that's all an ownership thing, right? It's all. Why is Lou Whitaker's number just now being retired this year? 
right? It's all it's all ownership. So is there a reason to why numbers are so retired on. and not Hank retired? Greenberg no. played before Kaline, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, How was his not retired? What, I mean, was it like also just not a thing so, for a long time? Not a thing. You got like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Um, I there probably. A civil rights issue with Hank Greenberg too, uh, given that he was one of the prominent Jewish athletes in America during his time. Um, I don't. I not. That's that's all speculation. Like, let me be very clear on that. But, and there's, there's no, there's no good way or, or good reason to say why a team waited to retire so many numbers. I mean, why did Char- Charlie Geringer's number not get retired? Why is Harry Heilman's number still not been retired? Like, that dude was equally as good. I mean, the only reason Harry Heilman didn't win, like, seven consecutive batting championships is because um, of – let me think of who the guy was. Uh he, there was another second baseman that ju- was just a little bit better than him every year. But Harry Heilman, he's another guy that should have his number retired. There's no rhyme or reason as to why it happens or doesn't happen. It Pop just, quiz. Yeah. Who was the first player to have his number retired in oh, baseball? I thought you were going to say overall. I was like, well, Matt, I actually have that pulled up. I don't know. Is it, uh, was it Jackie <laughs> Robinson? No, nope. Not in baseball. Long before Jackie. I, my guess would be Ruth. Nope, Lou Gehrig. That's not surprising. Immediately after his speech, the next day or whatever, they retired him. Nineteen thirty-nine. Yeah, because you think about like you're talking about a guy in Lou Gehrig whose career was cut short, and he was arguably going to be better than Babe Ruth, like on that trajectory. You know, the first. But thankfully for Lou Gehrig, we ended up with Hank Greenberg. So, I mean, it all worked out well for us. You know, the first guy to ever have his number retired in any professional sport was Ace Bailey in 1934 by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Damn Canadians. Like, I'm just going back and looking at Harry Heilman. I know he's not somebody that we know much about, but in 1921 – batting title 23 batting title 25 batting title 27 like every other year he's winning the battle title (laughs) like but his name's on the back wall his number's just not retired so it's like why why do teams retire numbers why do they not i don't know i i like what the yankees do with the kind of statues in center field i think it's also ridiculous that the yankees can't use the first 10 numbers of the numeric system now because they've all been retired. Oh, I was gonna say, wait, one of them's been retired twice. So, it's I like mean, the Lions didn't they retire number twenty three times? It's just crazy. Didn't huh? the Lions retire number twenty three times? Isn't it Barry, Billy Sims, and then uh, no, they somebody else. Well, Bobby the Lane. the Lions have probably retired it twice. Number twenty's been retired twice for the Lions. I don't know how's that work. He's retired but, once. He doesn't get to go back to work. I just, I, I don't know. Ty Cobb ended up with a number, though. I know he didn't no, start he, with a number. Well, Baseball he, didn't have numbers in general until 1929. By 32, all 16 teams had him. Yeah, by 32. Cobb, I don't think, played that long, dude. Cobb he only played till 28. Cobb never wore a number. Yeah, he never wore a number. Why the Neither hell did I, Harry Heilman. Weird. 
I, I, I knew Ty Cobb never wore a number. That I did know. Yeah, never. See, it's funny because as a kid, I always said with baseball, I'm like, why do baseball players have numbers? There's no reason for them to have numbers. Well, it started you know, because it, of the way that they were lined up in their batting order. So, like, right. Babe Ruth hit third. That's why he wore number three. Lou Gehrig hit after him. That's why he was number four. Right. That's crazy. That's how they numbered their players. Right, which is why they can't use any of the first, you know, ten, ten. numbers because yeah, everyone already who had them were that damn good. Yeah. But like you know, in basketball, it's yo get number twenty. You know, football, same thing. Soccer, same thing. In baseball, you're not getting anybody. You're not defending anybody. You just have the name on the back. I get it for like announcers; it makes it easier to recognize guys. But there's no real reason them to have numbers on the back for baseball players. They can sell the jersey. But yeah, the Lions three times retired number twenty. Lem Barney was the first one. Then Billy Sims. Len Barney, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and, and they retired them all on the same day, November 25th, 2004. Oh, oh. Okay. That answers my question. I don't have a question. What was how, was why they kept giving away number 20? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought it was three separate times, and I'm like, wait. How the fuck? No, so it's, it's just triple retired. It's, it's, it's super Super out of date. So it's just retired with three names so, on the jersey. I want to know who was wearing 21 for the Lions when Barry Sanders came in to make him wear number 20. Because Barry Sanders was rocking 21 at Oklahoma State. So, like, even if Barry Sanders gets caught up in, like, a murder case like Aaron Hernandez and the Lions unretire Barry Sanders, you still got two more people. It'll still be retired. That, that have to commit murder before you can retire number 20. we got to have so many murders. So many. You gotta have at least ten people that. dead between Lim Barney. We gotta be on that Chris Johnson dead. murder. Uh, we gotta be on Sims. that Chris Johnson murder spree. Oh man. Oh no, Lim Barney. He's still alive. Seventy-four years old. He's kicking around. I'm sorry, Lim. He is. Yeah, see, he can murder someone. He's still. <laughs> he's mobile. Matt. Have to see in ten years, mass murder at a nursing home. <laughs> Former NFL great Lem Barney went nuts. Lions officially officially. Matt, I'm retired. sending you something in the chat that I think that you will absolutely enjoy. Okay. All right, Ryan, do the thing for uh, for Sports Carnage. Make sure you, that you guys follow us on our plat on our podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts as well as Podbean, and then of course on all of our social media pages. Like, share, subscribe, review because you don't have anything to better better to do. Um, with your time, then to listen to people talk and share your opinions on what they talked about. So Facebook, Sports Carnage. Twitter is uh, Sports Carnage. Um, that's, that's it. YouTube, Sports Carnage as well. All right. For Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, and AJ Riley, I'm Matt Basson. We are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending another hour and a half with us tonight. Next week, NFL Draft, hey, hey. baby. Thank you, guys. Have Get a great night. Get your big boards ready. <laughs>